Welcome to UGA Sports. My name is Ronnie Nabolsi. I am joined by Jed May and Trent Smallwood. And this is Rumors vs. Facts. Your normal uh, host, uh, Blaine Gilmer, is on vacation, so I'm stepping in for him. Very poorly, I might add. I've already screwed up the show. I didn't even line up this, the cool graphics. So we're, it's already strike one, so we'll see how the night goes. Uh, probably not a long show tonight because Georgia picked up another commit recently in Christopher Jones, and now they're at 26 commits. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, 26 commits by July, usually Georgia's done. You start working on 2025, but they have room for about five, six more maybe. And uh, we had a, we had a really good story by Trent Smallwood talking about the next five guys who could likely commit. But if you get those five guys, I mean, now you're 31 and you're, you're, you're out of room. So uh, we can talk about the possibilities there. We'll, of course, we'll answer your questions. Put your questions in the comments. Let us know where you're watching the show from. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the channel. We've kind of plateaued off a little bit on our subscribe, subscribe, our growth in the subscribers. We're still growing, but uh, during the summer it gets a little low. So if you've been thinking about subscribing, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell to let you know that when we're going live, uh, you get the notification. We'd greatly appreciate that. We've been on a meteoric rise on this channel, and we want to keep that up. So I'm going to keep pestering you to follow us when you can. I Jed, Trent, talk to me about Christopher Jones. That's the news. We went live yesterday while he was doing his uh, commentary, and he was uh, on uh, a different channel. He committed. Everyone got to see how we handle uh, commitments behind the scenes. And I want to get both of your thoughts on Christopher Jones. Yeah, I mean, we uh, I kind of mentioned it on the show last night, but he's – He's been compared to Quay Walker by Glenn Schumann. Glenn Schumann uh, tweeted a Quay Walker highlight to kind of celebrate <laughs> the news. So, you know, he's like 6'2", 230 pounds. He's, he's more of your, uh, I guess, if you want to call him a traditional inside linebacker, you know, he'll come down, he'll hit you in the box. He can play in space. I think that's a, somewhere he, he has room to grow is, is coverage. And, and, you know, he told me Glenn Schumann wants him to work on his backpedal and stuff like that. But another very, very good – Ad and a guy who Georgia kind of came uh, came from behind on because they were you know they were behind Florida, Michigan State got an official visit, and then he took an official visit to Georgia uh, June 16th through 18th, and Georgia was was in a pole position for the next six weeks and got his commitment yesterday. So uh, another good ad by Glenn Schumann, which is is just pretty much the order of things nowadays. Yeah, you know Georgia always likes to have that that guy that's going to roam the field, that N'Kobe Dean type. And I think you got that with Justin Williams and adding, uh, you know, this latest pickup is Natres Patrick, Quay Walker, um, those type of guys that, uh, you know, can uh, bust up, uh, bust up the gap. You know, I remember Natres Patrick when he, when he was playing against several teams that he had line up and, and uh, you know, hit the lead blocker and then let, uh, you know, the, the other linebacker do all the work. So um, yeah, you're seeing, you're, you, you kind of see you kind of see this every single year of Georgia going with a guy, and same thing at running back position, a guy that can um, you know kind of be a be a be a guy that can utilize different ways, such as Justin Williams, where you can speed rush him and you can uh, put him in coverage and do numerous things with him, and then a, a big linebacker that can take on blocks and and uh, shed and open up holes. So he definitely fills um, you know that void right there. I talk about that there's a possibility to get another linebacker. Tell me about him. I think Chris Cole is another speedster. Uh, he, he's another guy that's like Justin Williams, the guy that uh, has really transformed his body over the past year. I think he was uh, a little shade under 200 at this time last year, and now he's 220, 6'4", 220. He's long. I think he's a guy that could uh, – it, you know, playing against – you don't see many power teams these days, but a guy that, that could move out to star against those type of teams. Um, he's a guy that could just be used in um, a lot of different ways. He's almost got like a Lewis Seen type body frame. So, I, I mean, you, you, you can see you can see him at numerous positions, but I just think he's a guy that you could utilize special teams, um, a speed rush, also, you know, lining up and um, being able to coverage those t uh, cover those tight ends and running backs. All right, where's it going? Uh, I mean, I think Tennessee is. I think Tennessee is a team that came on came on late. Of course, they visited Tennessee this past weekend. I think Georgia has, is a team with all the momentum coming out and um, coming into this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Tennessee definitely made an impact on him, but uh, I still I still favored Georgia as of today. So, guys, you know I kind of go. Uh, I never have a plan for the show. I'm usually just a stream of consciousness. 
you talking about him visiting Tennessee reminds me of uh, Nygaard and a bunch of guys showing up at Auburn. Uh, a lot of Georgia commits were on the road visiting other schools. And then, of course, uh, Peyton Woodring uh, uh, takes some of his stuff down off of his social media feed. What is this? Are, we, are, are, are there some flip concerns right now going on? You know, they lost Georgia lost a guy to Auburn, the uh, linebacker. Now, all of a sudden, uh, you see some guys taking visits. So, Jed, kind of give us a rundown of who visited elsewhere and the Georgia fan concern level, because I'm seeing some comments here. I see uh, Andy, Counterpole, Russ Durham, uh, Jonathan Guthrie, uh, Shahid Huckabee, not to be hunted 2023. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate Jeff Hightop being in there. Uh, I did see a couple questions about concerns. You know, should Georgia be concerned about this, about these visits and such? But let's stick with just instead of uh, talking about the guys that we will talk about later on in the show, let's talk about the guys who were committed to Georgia who wound up taking visits elsewhere. Yeah, Nykar went to Auburn. Um, Jaden Perlotti also went to Auburn, 25 commit. Um, you know, speaking with some people around Colquitt County, they they didn't seem too concerned of, about Nykar. He's a guy who has taken visits through this process. He had a, a heavy flirtation with Florida State there for a while, especially the spring. So, um, and I mentioned this last night, Roddy, but I wonder if Alabama would make a run at NICAR just after having had a receiver flip from Alabama to Auburn. It's not something I've heard. It's just, you know, it, it's something that logically could happen. I don't think that's something serious necessarily, unless he shows up in Tuscaloosa for a game, then we could talk about it. Um, you know, the Peyton Woodgard stuff, like, you know, if, if train if you would have said, you know, 10 years ago, Hey, we're talking about a kid, what he's doing on Twitter as, as like a huge, recruiting story like it, it sounds stupid i i've spoke spoken to some people and they it was framed to me as more of a you know a kid getting locked in for his season and and you know that's why he hasn't been super all over twitter with georgia stuff is because he's locked in with the season someone on the board made a good point that carson beck has taken georgia stuff in and out of his bios during his career in athens and obviously is still here so um you know, I mean, it, it is, is a is you know Alabama's after him, Ohio State's after him, USC is after him to keep him on the West Coast. But um, could Peyton Woodyard flip still? I mean, yeah, that, that's still a possibility. But to to freak out about it based on there, there's no need to panic just on what he does or doesn't have in the social media bios. I don't think based on what I've heard. Wasn't there another uh, guy that took a visit at Lyman? Hmm. Malachi Tolliver at one point was going to be going to Louisville. I don't know if that was his past okay. weekend or not. Um, that might have been it. You know, he's a guy who he was the first lineman in this class. He's loved Georgia since the beginning. So I wouldn't be super concerned about uh, a flip from him either. I mean, he had that Louisville trip on the schedule, I believe, before he committed, if it was indeed this past weekend. So um, no real worry about him, I don't think. But, you know, in the same sense that, that trend, I think we talked about this last week. There's going to be some guys, a guy or two, that Kirby Smart probably flips on or near signing day. There's going to be a, a lot of Georgia commits are going to field significant interest from from teams across the country over the next few months. That's just the nature of of how it is. And, and is it would it be shocking if one or two of them flip away from Georgia? Absolutely not. Yeah, and here's the thing: you you look at most classes or most years and Georgia's got 14, 15 commits right now. And you're worrying about 14 or 15 commits visiting elsewhere. Well, now you have 26 guys. These guys are going to take visits. These guys are going to take visits in the fall. That's just the way uh, recruiting is. So uh, I don't think it's a, any need to panic because these are top tier guys that are going to continue to have fun in, with the, with this process. And um, you know, guys, uh, in this class, Nykar, um, you know, he's he's visiting uh, places. He's going to visit places with Landon Thomas, um, who who flipped to Florida State. And I think Landon Thomas, uh, you know, you know Auburn thinks they're getting him too. But you know, it's just uh, the nature of the beast. And uh, everybody, Auburn's getting everybody. Uh, I, I think Laramie Tunsil's got a few years old. Really well. but, um, but yeah, I, I, I think. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. If KJ Bolden commits to Georgia uh, on August fifth, you. Fans are going to stress about him until December. It's just, it's just what's going to happen because he's going to take visits. Yeah. No, and here's the thing, folks. When you were getting, uh, and I don't want to crap on Mark Rick because uh, he's good, co good coach, good man. 
and he brought in some good classes, but he didn't bring in classes that were, you know, at 3,000 points by July. And hell, even Kirby's first few years, remember, you guys saw it, it would be July and everybody's freaking out because to your point, there would only be like 12 commits or eight commits. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on, Kirby? And it became a meme on the board. Guys, it's only June, it's only July. And then, you know, you get one or two in August before the season started, you get one or two throughout the season. Then right as the season ended, you got three or four. Then as those December ones would pop, a couple would pop in January, and then he'd flip one or two guys right around February or have one big announcement. Then all of a sudden he's got the number one class, number one class, number one class. That's how he did it. Now with the schedule moved up, uh, he's just getting them in early. But to your point, Trent, when you're getting those top players, they are still being recruited heavily by the best teams in the country. Right now Georgia is the best team, but – Alabama, Ohio State, you know, they're going to go after them. teams with really great NIL deals who are willing to give more to a freshman than Georgia is. Uh, so not to say that these kids are going to be like mercenaries, but it's as uh, uh, Shahid said, you want a, free, want a free visit somewhere? Sure, I want a free visit. And I want to take uh, uh, get all that uh, red carpet treatment. It's just like Georgia's coaches. When Kirby Smart has top caliber coaches, well, they are going to be – courted by other teams to be offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, head coaches. So if you've got the best coaches, you've got the best players, they're going to come after you. And uh, you'd be an idiot not to see what they had. You know, take that visit, uh, take that trip, take that interview and get the nice meals and get them waiting on your hand and foot. You know, absolutely. So uh, J- uh, Jason Duke says, everyone's after everyone we want. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's how it goes down. So let's turn it to, uh, I like what Ryan Richardson says here. It's going to be an interesting week. This week's going to be really interesting. And if you look at the uh, uh, questions on the dog event, let me pull that up. We had, I think everybody's asked about the same three guys, right? Yeah, it's all it's all different uh, different iterations of the same question. There's, there's not many guys to ask about. <laughs> no, that is, I, I told, it'll be a short show, folks. We'll probably wrap this up in 13 minutes. <laughs> there's just not that many guys to talk about. Uh, let me pull this up here real quick. Uh, let me take this down. That's well, not going up. No, well, never mind. Uh, the question we got from GOP UGA: Can you please just state that uh, KJ Bolts committed to Georgia as a fact? I, I don't know that we can do that, but guys, let's talk about KJ Bolt. Yeah, um, I mean, I could state that it's a fact, but I would just that would just be a guess. Like, it's nobody. Like, I don't think anybody knows – he's like Williams and Winery. I don't think anybody has a firm grasp on on what's going to happen. KJ is committing Saturday evening. I want to say it's like 7 o'clock, 6, 7 o'clock. Um, you know, Georgia was – he was considered a heavy Georgia lean for a long time. Ohio State closed the gap this summer. Um, Florida State has gotten into this thing heavy. Auburn, like you mentioned, Roddy, he was at Auburn over the weekend. So, um all of us, like all those teams are in it and it wouldn't really shock me at all if he went to any of the four of them. Um, you know, Auburn is, is, is coming hard at him. Florida state is, you know, he said it in interviews, Florida state was his dream school since he was a kid. He's a Florida state fan. Um, so there's that angle. I think with Georgia, what you've got going for you, it's close to home, obviously. Um, the development, whatever, but Kirby smart has taken such a personal approach to this recruitment for, for years. I mean, yeah. KJ said, I've been to Georgia a bunch of times every time I've had a one-on-one meeting uh, with Kirby Smart. I mean, you've got Kirby Smart recruiting you that hard as a defensive back, which KJ projects to play safety in college. Uh, that's huge. And he told us um, at, a, at a high school media day last week, I don't have a relationship with a head coach, with any other head coach like the one I have with Kirby Smart. So if, if he commits to Georgia, that'll be the reason why. But, um, you know, it's it's not a done deal to Georgia or to anywhere right now, I don't think. Yeah, we have a good uh, – well, let's recap the stuff that we had at UJSports.com. If you're not a member, you should be. It's 27 cents a day. Or use promo code UGA30 and get a free 30 days to check out the dog vent uh, where we talk football. Check out the vault where we have all the recruiting stuff. And if you go to the vault right now, you'll see there we have quotes from K.J. Bolden after visiting Auburn. Uh, Adam Gorney had a very interesting quote. I think that's that thread's three pages long about him talking about – you know, what he said after visiting Auburn. 
Uh, our man, uh, John Garcia, a huge addition to the uh, Rivals Network, had a really uh, great ca uh, story today catching up with uh, KJ Bolton, asking him, uh, uh, where do you stand now? What's going on? Some very interesting comments there. That's actually a free story. You can check it on the front page of UJSports.com. So that one you can just go read for free. And of course, we had the war room, the giant war room, in which he pointed out some of this stuff. Don't give away too much of it, but uh, I, I, cha I, I changed my prediction there. I went on last week when I came back from my vacation, and one of the first tidbits of news I got leaving the airport was, hey, uh, is going to Ohio State. Georgia's just out of it uh, when it comes to the whole NIL deal. And what that means is not is that Georgia has when they're you know the the coach can't set it up the classic city collective can the coach can kind of say look this is what I prefer and Kirby doesn't want kids coming in here getting three hundred four hundred you know eight hundred thousand dollars as a true freshman who's never played a down and a center like Cedric Van Pran who's the leader of your offense you know that whole thing wasn't in place when he signed and now all of a sudden he let's say he only has like one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of nil it can lead to some problems in the locker room. You know, if you're like, hey, I'm getting paid eight times what you're getting paid, dude. I don't have to listen to you. We saw this at Texas A&M, allegedly. And um, Kirby's like, look, I'd rather let's try to bring our freshmen all in on the same plane. And as the NIL grows, we get everybody this really good deals. But we also have a, a, a war fund for guys who might be going pro an incentive to stick around starters who didn't maybe who bloomed later. Let's take care of those guys. Let's let's keep more of our money for guys who have proven it. There are other schools. Ohio state was the one I was told. It's like, look, we don't, you know, whatever you want, kid, we're, we got you covered. And again, this is all secondhand information, but every once in a while, Georgia will say, look, you know, we got this level, but we can go more. And I think that's what might be happening with KJ Bolden. They're like, look, we need a safety in this class. We need him um, missed out on one or two over the years. Uh, as you said, this is one that Kirby's been heavily involved in. And it's not highest bidder type thing. I think Bolden wants to play at Georgia. I think his family wants him to play there. But it's tough to turn it down when you can go to the NFL from any of these schools and they've got really nice packages for you. Now, he's at Buford. Uh, Trent, I know you're at Buford all the time. You live in that area. How much is the whole – what are you hearing about this? Because I think when you went in through your comments into the war room uh, uh, thread on the vault, a lot of people were excited to hear that. And of course, we won't give away everything we've had. You know, we don't want to uh, mess up our subscribers of UGA Sports, that they are special people. We don't want to give away all their uh, insider information, but kind of give us your thoughts on this. And uh, if you would specifically address the Buford angle. I mean, I think the Buford angle is a, a serious issue um, because I think there's a lot of um, pro other schools other than Georgia in that in that school. And I think it's went down a lot over the years. I think it was a lot worse probably eight to ten years ago, but I think it's still a problem. Um, you, you're seeing year after year uh, these top you know, Buford prospects going elsewhere. I mean, even a guy like Justice Haynes last year, um, I know he was a Woodward Academy transfer in, but when he transferred to Buford from Woodward Academy, he was a heavy dog lean, and then he goes to Alabama. So I think it, that there is um, – it's an obvious issue there, um, but I, I think there's been – that guys in the system that are they're, they're trying to uh, change that. I, I do think you've seen more uh, pro Georgia stuff as of late. And um, but regarding KJ Bolden, I think I think this is a kid that's just enjoying the process. And honestly, I, I've I've never encountered a kid, or maybe once you know in in ten or eleven years that you've talked to after a visit that said, God, that visit sucked. I mean, I've had one or two. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to, we've done, you and me together have done thousands of interviews. So uh, it, that's, that is a absolute rarity, but you're right. They come out of it, especially some of these official visits. Yeah. And especially a weekend like th this past weekend. And, and that weekend, come on. And talking about uh, NIL, you know, factoring in there, uh, KJ KJ is a guy. Not only does Georgia need a safety in this class, but they need a safety that can come in and play early in his career. And KJ is kind of that type of player to be able to come in. He's dynamic. 
enough to come in and, and play kind of, like, kind of like a Malachi Starks. And you, you got Javon Board on the roster that they moved to safety, they played star. It kind of leaves uh, the star up for grabs this season, but you might have both of those positions open come next year um, when KJ's entering in uh, entering the system. So I think that is a, a big deal, not just landing a safety, but landing a safety that can play early uh, at Georgia. That's a good point. Uh, so Georgia really wants him. Everybody's after KJ Bolton. Uh, we've got a request there from the boy racer saying, what's your final prediction on Bolton, Frazier, and Nawari, you know, uh, heading into their decision in the next seven days. Uh, maybe we'll save that for the end. But a lot, again, questions about Bolton, Nawari, Frazier. Um, how many of those of those three do you believe knows right now where they're going? One. <laughs> Which one is it? Well, I, I think, you know, I'm saying this. I think Bolden has a good idea of where he wants to go. It's just a matter of, if, you know, if everything matches up. Uh, I think Frazier canceling his visit at Texas A&M kind of uh, tells you a lot about, you know, I think his decision was done early early last week. And, you know, um, I know he had, uh, I think it's called Hell Week at uh, his high school this past uh, weekend where uh, it's the start of summer camp there. But, you know, I, I think his decision's done. Um, now, Williams Nwanery, I've heard I've heard mixed reports as far as um, there's been a you know this kind of a disagreement within within his um, within his group of where he wants to go. Uh, I think there's uh, you know we've seen this before with Luther Burden with the whole Missouri thing. I think uh, Williams. Uh, you know, might want to. Uh, I think he likes Georgia. I think he likes Oklahoma. I think the draw to stay in Missouri, or maybe the NIL package to stay in the in Missouri, um, is something that you know the, the family and uh, you know his corner are, are, are really considering. So it, it's kind of a uh, you, you hear mixed things on that, but um, I, I do think there. I don't think a final decision has come out of that um, just yet. All right, Jed. So Frazier's the only one that we do you feel confident knows where he's going right now? I think so. I mean, I think like Trent said, that's been a little more um, you know, I don't want to say traditional, um, straightforward, I guess. I mean, it just seemed Georgia has surged to the to the forefront after they um, you know, they got him on campus for that unofficial in June and the the moment I mean he took a visit to Oregon and that was a little bit of a concern. Trent, you mentioned um, and your war room posts, you know, Alabama might be the main concern, but I think Georgia has been able to hold off everybody coming from every which direction. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Frazier's got his, his mind made up. Um, he's committing on Sunday, Sunday evening. And, um, you know, if, if I would, I would pick Georgia right now. And, and only one official visit scheduled for the fall. So, um, and that's Georgia. So that's another interesting tidbit. Let's go down here and see. Uh, hey, look, hey, Trent, what was this? Uh, six days ago, you predicted he's going to Georgia. So did Ben Bachman, our boy Ben, did it uh, back in June. So that's your prediction, which is fair. I mean, I trust folks, a future cast is not uh, guaranteed. It's just what we're thinking. I should probably put mine in too, real quick. So I think, I think you're right. I'm I think that's live on the show. Well, I'm pretty sure that's where he's going, uh, or at least. I'm, if I had to pick today, I would uh, pick that that's uh, where he's going to go. So I'll put mine in now. So, all right. My future cast is locked in. So. All right. Uh, let's let's go through the questions here. I want to see if there's any more about Bolden. Um, let's see. We got um, order of confidence and who commits to Georgia. Uh, from Dog B. Dog B's been around a long time. Uh, I appreciate Dog B and Dog C. Uh, order of confidence and who commits to Georgia out of these two, Bold and Nawari? And if so, does it stick or is it going to December either way? The reason I want to talk about that one is because we kind of mentioned those two guys a second ago, but uh, if you had to pick, you know, KJ Bolden or Williams Nawari, which one do you think comes to Georgia first? Uh, confidence. And again, does it stick? I think you made a good point there earlier. Yeah, uh, August 5th, KJ Bolden decides, but that one is going to go hammer and tongs until signing day. 
Yeah, and I think Williams Donner will too, um, because that's a good point. Yeah, you know, people have have floated. You know, Oklahoma, Missouri, two other schools involved. Say he commits to Missouri, and if Missouri's not good, or worse yet for them, the coaching staff is, is replaced. That obviously throws open a whole new can of worms, and um, you know, so both of those guys I think are going to be over until until they sign. Um, I mean, KJ had that quote in that I think it was John Garcia's story. Uh, you know, when I commit, I want to be, I want to shut my recruitment down, but I'm going to have my ears open too. So, <laughs> I'm not laughing, but I, I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. Just yeah, the way so, he said it, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's made me laugh. So, it'll, it'll, like you said, it's not going to be official until December, whatever signing day is, 18th or 20th or whatever. So I think if Williams Nwanari picks Missouri, he has a better chance of sticking. Than if he picks Georgia or Oklahoma, and I think that could be shaky come December. So, kind of the Luther burden effect. I think so. So, no, that, that makes perfect sense. If he's, if you're committed to a school out of state, I could see it being a little shakier than if you're committed to a school in states. By the same token, if KJ Bolden picks Georgia and he's still getting tons of uh, recruitment from Ohio State, FSU, Ohio, uh, Auburn, does he stick with Georgia? Does, does, in other words, if he committed to Georgia, would that make him more likely to stick versus committing to one of those others? And you know how effective Kirby's been at flipping guys that he wants. I think so because, um, I mean, you got Dylan Rowell at the school now. That they've become close. Yeah. Um, I, I think – if he if he picks Georgia, there's a better chance of him sticking because I I do think if he chose elsewhere, um, you know, to go along with the seasons that that school might have, um, I, I think Georgia would be right right there in the thick of it to the end for Bolden. So I think he has a better chance sticking at Georgia than he would at the other schools. All right, good good stuff. All right, let's go with uh, Rome Georgia dog. Uh, Rome Georgia, one of my favorite cities because my wife went to school up there. So. Uh, if I don't say that, she will whip my ass. Between McCray, Nawari, and Breland, rank in order most likely to sign with Georgia. First, tell us who they are, and then rank them in order most likely to sign with the dogs. Yeah, I mean, AJ, or L, AJ, LJ McCray, uh, as you know, defensive end, edge type uh, out of Florida. He was kind of the headline visitor of the uh, the cookout weekend over this past weekend. Uh, Georgia fighting with Florida, Florida State, Miami, uh, basically – Florida schools and also Georgia, um, and that one Williams Dewanery we 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 talked about, and then Aiden Breland, uh, high school teammates with Nate Frazier at, at Modern Day out there, Georgia and Oregon are kind of fighting for him. Um, out of those three, I'd probably go. Nawanery is least likely. I would go probably. Breland most likely and McRae behind because Trent, you and I both heard. Um, you know, reason for confidence for Georgia with uh, with the Breland one over the last week or two. Yeah, that's that's the exact order I would have them in. I would have them in uh, Breland, McCray, uh, then the Warner. I just think, uh, you know, Georgia is is battling basically one team for McCray in in Florida. Um, Georgia's basically battling one team and Breland uh, with with Oregon. I think. The, the other it's just it's, it's, there's too many schools involved um, with only a week to go um, before he commits. So I, that, that's the order I would put it in. And, and Breland, you know, if Nate Frazier does commit, you know, he's got that in his back pocket as well. It's, it's also Aiden Breland um, talks with Justin Green a good bit at Mountain View. So that's a that's a UGA commit um, talking to a UGA target right there. And you also have a uh, future cast in for him um, that you put in a few days ago. And uh, how, how confident are you in that? I am, you know, really confident going. He's another one that was expected to visit. Um, Miami is another school that's in in uh, kind of in the mix for him. He canceled both his Texas A&M and Miami visits this past week. Um, you know, they had the, the camp at school. But he was, you know, expected on those uh, campuses. You know, I feel really good about – uh, Breland, probably slightly, you know, right behind Frazier. Okay. Uh, let's go with the question from Riser. It says, uh, UJ is no stranger to recruiting pairs or triumvirates, triumvirates of running backs. 
Oftentimes, those guys turn out to be great friends like Nick and Sony or Marshall and Gurley. Do our two current and one potential 2024 running backs currently have a relationship? Have they talked about playing together and getting to know one another? So uh, how tight are the Georgia running back commits? Oh, I actually asked Dwight Phillips about this the other day. I was like, hey, what was it like recruiting Chauncey Bowens? He's like, actually, I haven't talked with him that much. Okay. <laughs> they, were, they, they visited together. There's your answer. I love it. They visited together in January. It was the last weekend in January, which is actually when Dwight Phillips committed to Georgia while on that visit. And Dwight told me, you know, he, he felt that Georgia was in a good position with Chauncey Bowens on that visit. Chauncey at the time was still committed to Florida. So, um, I mean, the recruits have a group text. I mean, they all, they know each other, they're familiar with each other, but, um, you know, not, not super tight. Now, Nate Frazier was in Athens with, Chauncey Bowens on his official visit. Nate's was unofficial. And, you know, we've all seen that video of, of Chauncey Bowens and he he grabs the mic during the photo shoot and says, I'm committed to Georgia. But we heard a lot over that weekend that Nate Frazier might have also done the whole uh, silent commit game. You know, it came out that that wasn't necessarily the case. But, um, you know, I, I think Nate and Chauncey have more of a relationship than, um, than maybe Dwight Phillips and Chauncey Bowens. Um, but I mean, all that to say, they'll obviously, uh, film a pretty tight bond once they get to Athens. So, um, you know, the, the Gurley and, and Marshall one was unique because they obviously were from the same state. I'm sure they grew up, you know, all-star games and uh, track team together, by the way. Yeah. Tra- like all that, like that's, that was a unique thing. Um, Trent, you know, better than I would, I don't know how much of a relationship, Nick Chubb and Sonia Michelle had before they got to Georgia. I mean, obviously they're, they're inseparable, you know, always linked together forever now, but I don't know how much of a relationship they had uh, as recruits. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Um, I don't think I, they did. I don't, I don't, I know, I know James Cook um, was close with, or, or, you know, grew close with, um, let's see, what, what year, what, year did James Cook come in? Uh, who was the other running back? Was that was that a Zamir Oh, uh, Zamir. Zamir White. Yeah, goddamn. Um, I I know they had grown closer through camps and stuff, and um, but throughout that process, but both of those guys, you couldn't get nothing out of um, try <laughs> interviewing them. I mean, they were they were both quite kids, so. Um, but what I think is interesting, this class. They were horrible interviews. God, they were bad. <laughs> they were bad. Um, <laughs> you were pleading polite, but let's call it what they were. They were shit interviews. I love them both to death. They're both great kids. I remember being up in Indianapolis and, and interviewing James Cook, and it was like, God. Ready to be like, I'm not going to give you anything, dude. But, but the thing is, you could go sit next to him while he was sitting on the sidelines in the indoor facility up there in Indianapolis, and he had talked to you a lot more. But it, once he had the mic in front of him, he was like, no. Nah. Um, put the, he just clam up. Hey, Nick Chubb's the same way though. That's oh funny. yeah. So Nick but and Sony, you know, Sony was very gregarious, but uh, Nick was did not like the spotlight at all. So I don't. Yeah. I didn't. They just got thrown in as roommates and became best friends. Well, we talk about the twenty six commits um, a good bit, and what many don't realize is is twenty six commits from thirteen different states, really? which is uh, you know pretty remarkable. You got. Um, you got Texas and California, you got Georgia, you got Florida, then you got North Carolina, you got New York, you got New Jersey, you got Iowa, you got Indiana, um, Missouri, uh, da, 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 Illinois, Virginia, New Jersey. That just blows my mind. And it's, it's like, it's states to build on that. It's not even states that are football powers you know it's it's like you said it's illinois it's indiana you've got um, wow. yeah i mean ellis robinson and uh nair daniels from new jersey which they play good football in new jersey but still connecticut uh, is there football in connecticut mark they got marcus harrison from uh i believe upstate new york so it's 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 strange to it's strange to see just like <laughs> all of the, the the different states represented in this thing. I mean, the last two guys Georgia's got from New York, they have been massive human beings. I don't know what they're doing up there, but Isaiah Wilson and and oh, yeah. I don't know what the combined height and weight on those those two guys are, but it's it's massive. To your point, I'm looking uh, 
That is, I'm, I'm no genius here. One, two, three, four, five, six. There are nine guys from Georgia that 26. Well, eight, really, because Raiola's from Raiola's from Arizona. Arizona. Oh. No, which Arizona would add a 14th state. So Yeah. Wow. That's – so basically uh, when we're breaking that – hey, I know you're going to be on the road this uh, Friday going to uh, uh, scrimmages. We will try to cover the state and we'll go watch Georgia prospects play in person. But we're going to have to fly out to Illinois, Iowa, <laughs> Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, North Carolina, Texas. You know, we, we don't we need to raise our prices because we can't afford all those flights. So I mean, very uh, well could have two two guys from Virginia if, if Chris Cole picks Georgia. So that would be another one in Virginia. And then uh, Williams Grimonery would add Missouri. At another state of the list. Well, they have they uh, have uh, miles. Come on, man. Yeah. They have Jaden Riddell already from Missouri. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, share your uh, sky miles with uh, UJ Sports, or maybe we'll do a, a, a GoFundMe or something. Uh, <laughs> speak, speaking of Chris Cole, we talked about him earlier in the show. Uh, OEJ on the vault has a question about him. Uh, if you guys, real quick, in case uh, OEJ wasn't tuned in earlier, what are your thoughts on Chris Cole as a prospect, and what is your final prediction that uh, players you feel will finish with? Uh, we kind of did that one already, OEJ, but guys, real quick on your thoughts on Chris Cole, just uh, recap what you said earlier. I think Chris Cole's really good. Um, you know, Trent mentioned he's added about 30 pounds over the past year or so, so now he's at like that 220 mark, but he's still got the the athleticism, the versatility to kind of uh, play all over the place. He's more of a, a, a you know, he's, he's, he's probably maybe a better athlete, a pure athlete than maybe a Christopher Jones is. He reminds um, me a lot of like Adam Anderson when he came in. He, he's probably uh, underweight to play edge, but um, is going to have to, you know, pack his lunch to play inside linebacker. But it's just a, too good of an athlete to turn down. I mean, he so, when I talked to him over the summer, he said, actually, this was in the spring when he got offered. He said that Kirby Smart told him his ability is limitless. So that's kind of. That's one of the, the quotes that sticks in my head from this entire cycle. And at the time, Chris Cole, I mean, he's, what, the 140th. At the time, he was a a three-star recruit. Georgia offered him like that day, and he was he's obviously pulling up since. But, um, you know, it was Kirby Smart. Is, is that, Roddy, we talked about this last night, the, the, how the rankings don't necessarily match the coaches' boards. Georgia saw a lot in this kid and has, has been pursuing him hard for, let's see, probably four, four or five months now. Yeah, when they bring them into camp and they they will put them through a grinder. It's like, okay, uh, and you you basically work the kid out to exhaustion and then you push him. So you basically take out all his energy and then see how much he can do after he's exhausted. And if you impress the coaches there, they're going to make you an offer and they're going to go after you. And that's something that in our camps, you don't see it on film very often, especially these really elite guys. They just destroy their high school competition. They just they burn right through them. Um, you, you guys covered Adam Anderson. I mean, was who blocked him? Who blocked Trayvon Walker? You know, uh, who could cover Chris Conley? Uh, uh, they 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 just kill what they do. Then you get them in uh, a rivals camp or a uh, Nike camp or an Under Armour camp. Those guys are doing a lot of reps, but they're not being pushed like they are at the UGA camp. So we don't get to do what the coaches get to against very good competition. Wear these guys out. And so their evaluations are always going to uh, be a little varied from what ours are. So uh, if Georgia wants Chris Cole, th there's definitely something there to him, especially, I mean, hey, he's one of the top 150 players out of 3 million in the country. So if Georgia can get him, that's stick, get him. All right, uh, UGA Bows, that's a funny bump, I like that. And uh, Team Line Drive 02 says, what is the truth, the truth about what is known about Bolden? So, uh, let's get back to KJ Bolden uh, real quick here, uh, and then we'll follow it up with a question from Clock Eleven. What is? If, give me both of you. Give me one truth that you know about KJ Bolden that people can say. Look, we don't know where he's going. We don't know this, but we do know at least these two facts. So each of you give me one. I think. I mean, it, it, it came from him himself. Kirby Smart has got the best head coach relationship with him out of out of anybody, out of Mike Norvell, out of Hugh Freeze, out of um, out of Ryan Day. Kirby Smart's got the best head coach relationship with KJ Bolden. It's straight from his mouth. Yeah, and his parents favor um, Georgia. You know, they've they've 
you know, kind of uh, let him know that that you know that they've given their will for them to go to Georgia. I'm not sure that the other schools have gotten that. Uh, my fact that I heard this week would be uh, this kid might be one of the few exceptions Georgia makes when it comes to like an NIL program. Now, again, Kirby can't set that up. The coaches can't do that. That all goes through the Classic City Collective. But the collectives are able to not exactly, you know, coordinate with the coaches. They can't use that as an induction to get a kid to come. Andy Stowe was asking about this earlier. The coaches can't say that. But they can say, hey, uh, you've got this many people who are trying to uh, uh, get – a kid to be the face of their company and be it an ad or something like that. Um, try to put together a package for it because a lot of the people go to the classic city collective and say, look, I don't know who I want, uh, but I want someone to advertise my real estate business. I want someone to advertise, advertise my bank, uh, my law firm, my car sales, my car dealership, uh, my septic tank cleaning system, whatever it is. And they say, okay, well, you know, we've got, we've got some kids coming in. And so they show them what is the potential out there. And Kirby can say, look, don't put 600 grand into one kid, try to spread it out. So that's how Kirby can set his preferences without setting policy and precedent, which you're not allowed to do, or set policy, which you're not allowed to do, because then it can be considered an inducement. So for folks that I know it's kind of confusing, it's, it is the wild west and it's, a lot of stuff that they'll say, uh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Who the hell's policing it right now? We don't see that anywhere. But I will say that uh, if anybody could break the mold right now, it would be K.J. Bolden because I think Georgia really wants him. You saw the – I thought you brought up Justice Hayes, right? How long did they go after Justice Hayes? How long did they go after uh, Caleb Downs? How, uh, there's so many guys that they went uh, – Who's the other runner? It was it Zach Evans they went after forever? You know, uh, Donovan. So many guys that they fought tooth and nail for. And hell, they're probably still going after Jeremiah Smith for all I know. Uh, that you don't get them. And sometimes that, you know, Kirby's like, look, you know, if you can't come for, if you're going to go somewhere else for more money, so be it. I'll get somebody else. But this is a kid they may say, look, I don't care what anybody else is offering. Come here. All right. All right. Uh, Jed, I know you're going to be up late. You want to tell everybody why? Yeah. So August 1st is the day where um, coaches, staffers, whatever, can directly contact 2025 recruits. That starts at midnight. And it's, um, you know, as as kids do, everyone takes to social media to say who is reaching out and all that kind of stuff. So I'll be up following um, who George is reaching out to in about uh, two and a half hours. Um, you know, there's names out there like, George is going to be reaching out to Ryan Montgomery, the quarterback from Ohio. They're going to be reaching out to number one prospect, Elijah Griffin, um, out of Savannah. But, um, you know, it's, it's always interesting to see who, quote, unquote, reports, you know, being in contact with Georgia at midnight. So, um, yeah, that's I thought it was September 1st. And uh, Trent had to remind me that it's moved up from September 1st this year. So uh, that was news to me this morning. So. Um, but, yeah, big day for the class of 2025 because, obviously, they don't have to go through the intermediaries of college coaches talk, calling their high school coach to tell the prospect to call the school. Like, it, no, there's none of that anymore. It's all, you know, coaches can reach out directly. So, uh, big kind of – this kicks off the the unofficial start to the, the 2025 cycle in earnest, I guess. I'm, uh, folks are wondering what I'm scrolling through. This is the list – uh, 2025 Georgia football offer list. These are the kids who have reported offers. So let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 running backs have been offered by Georgia. Hey, there's a Beaver kid at the top. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, <laughs> uh, Jabri Coleman is committed. So that's uh, good with him. And then uh, uh, let's look at the wide receivers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, about 20. Got 30, 35. <laughs> it keeps going. Uh, uh, five tight ends, uh, 20 tackles, some guards, ton of defensive tackles. Uh, it, it's pretty easy. Just go to ujsports.com, click on uh, recruiting, and uh, you can click on offers. And you got to wonder out of all these different guys, you know, uh, how many of them will uh, hear from Georgia tonight. I, I'm sure a ton of them will hear from them tomorrow, but. Uh, 
that's pretty extensive there. So it, it will be, and again, that just shows um, how the calendar has been advanced. So it's pretty tough. I, uh, one more question for tonight. Let's go to um, uh, clock 11. He says, provided Georgia doesn't get uh, KJ Bolden, who do they look at as another option of safety in this class? That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, uh, and like they're all in, right? I've brought this up with you, Roddy. Like, Cam Michael is a name we've talked about, and I think, I think that would work out as Georgia might pursue Cam Michael harder, have him play corner, and then go full in on uh, Demelo Jones' current commit, obviously playing safety or star. So, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of of names that spring to mind as saying, okay, well, let us pivot to this guy. At safety, um, you know Xavier uh, Phil, Phil Same at Florida. Um, a Florida commit is a guy that Georgia had some interest in. They could ramp up uh, pursuit of a flip for him. They could obviously there's always the portal that they could look at maybe. Um, but but yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of trend unless I'm just totally blanking on somebody. There's not a whole lot of names that, that spring to mind as saying, hey, this is. This is the next guy up if KJ Bolden goes somewhere else. Yeah, and I think this could be a situation where it's a, a Kyron Jones type thing, where it's a, mm -hmm. you know evaluate during the fall, evaluate the season, and then you know be able to flip somebody from a NC State like Kyron Jones or somebody like that. So um, I think that will if Georgia's not able to to land Bolden, I think I think it makes it uh, that more important to keep or you know to to try to land Woodyard. And then um, maybe Cam Michael, Michael, or you know, evaluate evaluate the position during the fall, and you know, push for a late flip from somebody, maybe under the radar guy or something. I'm looking at all the the safeties that they've offered. Of course, sometimes, as you say, it could be a uh, a different player, uh, a different position. The guy could be you know just listed as a DB, or uh, you have a cornerback move over. Uh, KJ Bowles is one of the few guys that's undecided. Um, uh, Jalen Hayward is undecided. You know, there's a name on that list is Zaquan Patterson, and he's a guy who five star had interest in Georgia, and Georgia had, you know, Woodyard was higher on the board. Um, KJ Bolden obviously is higher on the board. He, he's got a top five now, and, and Georgia's not in it or top three or whatever. I wonder if Georgia would try to get back in it with him, maybe because there there was some interest on on Patterson's part there. Um. You know, Marcellus Barnes is committed to Virginia Tech. He's a guy who he visited Georgia, I, I guess, in the spring. And, you know, I talked to him and he said he loved it and all that kind of stuff. They could try to flip him uh, if he has a strong senior year. But, yeah, it's like you said, Trent, I think it would be a – you know, Kyron Jones didn't really emerge as a, a, a flip target until, what, November, October, November. And he was listed as a running back to begin with. So, um if KJ Bolden goes elsewhere, it, it would probably be a scenario where they figure things out in the fall, evaluate, and then kind of make a decision who they really want to kind of turn up the heat on. Or you could just flip over to his uh, safety mate at Buford, that Tyshawn White that's committed to North Carolina. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, so if they don't get KJ Bolden, here's the thing, folks. Uh, and I'm not trying to sound like a Kirby fanboy, just having been made to look the fool. For the entire time Kirby Smart's been in uh, Athens, he's got a backup plan. He has a plan B, he has a plan C. And uh, if they don't get uh, uh, KJ Bolden, then they'll have a plan B or they'll have a plan C. And I, there are a lot more guys that want to come to Georgia than Georgia has spots for. And you definitely see that in the uh, with the transfer portal. So if they don't get a guy to sign right now. And Kirby loves to get them before they go into the portal. He likes to get them here, get them into, you know, have them as an early enrollee, start teaching them, you know, maybe some bowl practices, spring practice. He likes to have them for four years, five if they take a redshirt year. Uh, if you don't, I don't say take someone else's problem, but you don't want to take a kid who's learned a different system. He's a little bit behind the eight ball. But uh, he took a pair of wide receivers that are going to do pretty good things in that. And so uh, if, if he need, has the need, which he needed in the wide receiver room, He'll go out and get – he took the best wide receiver from Missouri, took the best wide receiver from uh, Mississippi State, and it would not shock me if he went out and needed a top safety. He went and got the best safety from some other school. So definitely a possibility there. 
right. Any, anything else you guys want to cover? Anything that we have not mentioned? Jed, you need to cover our sponsor. Yeah, Julie, uh, Julie, the bookkeeper. Uh, they're Georgia fans. They will help you. You know, if you've got bookkeeping needs for your small business, uh, give Julie and Chris a call. It's juliethebookkeeper.com. Well, and, you know, if you, you know, they'll give you a free uh, 30 minute, um, you know, a free consultation. They'll get you going from there. So they're Georgia fans and they can save you money. So what, what more of an ad read do you need than that? No, I, uh, when you have the one thing we have at UGA sports is we have a ridiculously loyal fan base. So, uh, I can tell you that if you were to go with Julie, the bookkeeper and, uh, her husband, they are going to be loyal to you. They're brand loyal. They, they take care of people and why not use somebody who supports your team? So hit them up when you get a chance. All right, guys, anything else? I don't think so. Just busy right. week ahead. Three commitments or three, three yeah. announcement dates all coming up. And it's, uh, yeah, give, give us the order, because we, we should have mentioned that earlier on. KJ Bolden is Saturday, Nate Frazier is Sunday, and Williams Nwanery. As of right now, you know, the, his decision dates floated around a little bit, but it's looking like uh, looking like Monday, August 7th for Williams Nwanery. Back to back to back. Well, maybe I should go out of town. Um, didn't, didn't Kirby have this uh, in early July? Had him back to back to back, so yeah. you never know. All right, he's it. All right, guys, uh, that's all the time we have for or all the topics we had for this week's show. And I appreciate everybody in the comment section there who uh, dropped in a question. We always appreciate that. Uh, tune in. I know we will be covering 11 Lives covering the KJ Bolden one on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, we'll definitely have a watch along for that as well. And I think maybe we can, if we find out what's going on with uh, Noir, we could do one Monday too. So. Anyways, stay tuned to UGA Sports, at least our Twitter channel, our Facebook page, and the site itself, and we will let you know when we will have our next Rumors versus Facts show. Until then, take care.